0: Hey, gang, it is producer Justin here with an exciting announcement for our listeners who uh, live in the Vancouver area, which I imagine is the majority of you, but I suppose you never know. But regardless, uh, Jackson is going to be filling in on bass for the great Victoria band, the This. That's next Friday night at the Smiling Buddha Cabaret in Vancouver uh, on East Hastings Street. Uh, so if you want to see Jackson McDonald playing live music in the heart of Vancouver, you can do that. That is next Friday night, July the 8th. I believe the show gets started at 9 p.m. Jackson filling in on bass for The This at the Smiling Buddha Cabaret on July the 8th. With that out of the way, enjoy the show.
1: Speed, agility, power. I'm a big fan of these things. All of the performance I demand for myself on the ice is here. and handles all of my needs in dynamic fashion.
2: All right, folks, welcome to another episode of Roxy Fever. I am your host, Jackson McDonald, with me as usual. Hey, it's Vyasaran. Can you quickly
1: do John Tortorelmo?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, so we were talking, um, <laughs> we were talking before the uh, the show started about how uh, they should do a CBC movie about the book Ice Storm, which is a great book by a uh, not so great author, uh, Bruce Dowbiggin, about the um the Gillis era Canucks. And uh, I was saying it would be fun if uh, you did an adaptation where all the player roles are just played by normal actors, but all of the management and coaching roles are filled by Muppets. Um, And I thought that would be funny. So if you can all just imagine that at home, Uh, we, we talked about a few different, I think possible casting options, but my, uh, my big one, was uh, John Tortorella should be played by uh, Elmo, and he can be John Tortorelmo.
1: Wait, wait! Can I can I do it? Um, mm, mm.
2: that's what I'm okay. saying, Brooksy! <laughs> <laughs> that's what Elmo said. Yeah, that's all right. John Tortorelmo
1: doesn't like it when you're late to the practice, David.
2: <laughs> I hate when. <laughs> I, I I messed it up because Elmo, of course, doesn't use pronouns. Um, I'm surprised that he hasn't become either like a oh, right wing oh, a right wing like but like either like boogeyman or like right wing hero because of his refusal to use pronouns. I don't know whether there's <laughs> he's the be, one like, person who's
0: refuses to use pronouns, but you have to respect it because he legitimately just calls everyone by their full name all the time.
2: It's great. Yeah. <laughs> he even himself. says he even says Elmo self. <laughs> like, uh, like Elmo is all by Elmo. self. <laughs> he's, de- he's fucking dedicated, but, uh, yeah. Anyways, um, this is, uh, this is our first, I guess, episode of the official off season. Obviously the Canucks off season has e- existed for quite some time, but, uh, we have our 2022 Stanley cup champions, the Colorado avalanche downing the Tampa Bay lightning in six games. Um, just as I as predicted, I predicted. <laughs> as, as Elliot and I both predicted. And said once again, we were in our analysis, That's Stephen A. Smith. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, I had fun with this one. It was, you know, it was a pretty, it was a pretty good one. Like I, I definitely felt for the entirety of like every game, save for game two, that there is a chance that either of these teams could win in the final. Obviously it only goes to six and Colorado is, I would say they looked like very much the better team through the six games, but Tampa made them work for it. And uh,
0: Colorado looked like the better team, but Tampa absolutely looked like one of those worst teams that could win.
2: Absolutely. And not like in the annoying
0: way and like the, yeah, fine. You guys are worse, but you played a better.
2: Yeah, exactly. Like, they, they looked like a, a, a good bet to just out outplay the or at least, you know, win fair and square against a better team in the Colorado Avalanche. Um, I, I don't
1: know enough about the systems, but for me the whole time, mm-hmm. I kept being scared that if the Avs and I was rooting for the Avs, even though I mm-hmm. bet against them. Sure. I was scared that any time that they let their foot off the gas and I mean flooring it, yes. Tampa could have easily scored a goal yeah. easily. Like Colorado had yeah. to be hard pressing even if they were up five one or something, if they wanted to win because well, you know they had to they have too many arrows in their quiver. The lightning they they, they have absolutely too many yeah. different ways they and can that's, win. They can hurt. What you want to see, to right?
2: Yeah. I was would perfect say, finals. Um like the the Tampa Bay Lightning very Uh, legitimately are one of the best teams this year's Tampa Bay lightning. I mean, are one of the best teams to lose in the Stanley cup final in quite some time, I think, because uh, as is often the case. And as we talked about in the last episode, like a lot of the time you get to the final and it's, uh, it's actually pretty anticlimactic. Like you get one very good team and then one team that kind of either goalied their way there or, you know, like (laughs) 1982, uh, Canucks yeah. style like just played uh, all the upsets on their way to the final or whatever but you know like I mean this was this this final delivered even if it didn't go to seven games I uh, I thought it was uh, like a, a very enjoyable uh, very fun yeah. we, high, we were... like relatively high scoring but I will say the one thing that Colorado did that none of Tampa's other opponents were able to do was beat them in close games. Like mm-hmm. they had their yeah. shot a couple times where it was like okay, they got to grind one out 2-1 or 3-2 and they did it. They did it twice actually. They won they won in close games both in game 6 and in either game 4 or game 5 I can't I have game bad game memory. 1 was 4-3 OT. Yeah, and that's another one too, right? Another close oh. one. Like um yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was pulling for the avalanche too, but a part of me was uh, like, I think by the end when I was seeing everybody on, at least in my like sphere on Twitter, kind of turn on the lightning and like turn them into a villain or whatever, a part mm-hmm. of me was kind of starting to like a little bit. As soon as the
0: finals started, I realized that if Tampa could win this and then we would see something we haven't seen since the Islanders in the 80s, which means something that we've not seen in our lifetimes.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like there's never
0: been a three P in our lifetimes. So if Tampa could have pulled this off, they would have been the best team since the eighties.
2: Yeah. Like the yeah. early eighties. Totally. And so and that well, would have this, been really
0: cool to see. There but, was a part of me. Hey, I'm okay like, with the
2: Avalanche winning. Oh, that would have been cool, but like at the same time, it's so much better mm-hmm. to get like, you know, Nick O'Bekoubel dropping the Stanley Cup and like Nazem Kadri uh, telling the reporter that like, uh, what was it? He said, he said, uh, to everybody All the people
1: who said I wouldn't be clutch. No,
2: every, no everybody no. who said I was a liability in the playoffs. Yeah. Fuck you or something. Kiss like, me, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> kiss <laughs> my <laughs> ass. <laughs> he That's he what does the yes. best laugh after that and leaves, Yeah. leaves,
1: leaves David Ember have to clean up the mess. Yes. So good.
2: And I will also say it is absolutely hilarious that now as of yesterday, the uh, the Leafs have zero playoff round wins since what? 2002? Was that what we yep. discovered a la- uh, couple weeks ago or whatever? All right.
0: I've read enough passive uh, who's the Toronto passive Buist? Down goes Brown on the yeah. athletics. Yeah um, to know
2: <laughs> to know that it's 2002. Yeah, okay, so the Leafs have zero playoff wins since 2002. and in the past, Uh, you know, okay. Let's think of it. Six years. What is this? Um, Rogers
1: sports net or something? No, no.
2: In the past, but in the past six years, always making about the leaf, Phil Kessel, two cups, Tyler Bozak, one cup, Nazem (laughs) Kadri, one cup. I love that. Nazem Kadri, Tyler Bozak, and Phil Kessel all win a Stanley cup before the Leafs win a single playoff round. You love to see it. It's very funny. Uh, um, well, let's is.
1: jump off the, uh, Phil Kessel thing. We were talking right mm-hmm. after one of the games, uh, cause I, I was looking back at all the cups that I have watched happen in my lifetime. Sure. This and the capitals win are the happiest I've been mm-hmm. for any cup winner or just to watch any cup winner, uh, most satisfied, most excited, honestly for the cat. I think this is the most, even above the caps. I was happy for Ovechkin, but I wasn't excited for Washington as a team, uh, sure. That was just... I'm so glad he finally got one. Um, See, I'm was, the opposite because I'm I was not, was happy it. for Ovechkin,
0: but, like, I don't... The Avalanche have won so much. They yeah, got I'm a cup not. in their first season. Yeah, I don't it's care, true. Man.
2: They're not a... They're not, like, a, they're not a hard luck franchise the way the Capitals were. So, for me, yeah. the whole... the like, whole winning, And, like, the, the Capitals are, are, are Audrey's though. team. So, I was so happy for her. <laughs> yeah, and that, too, right? Boo! Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole the
1: whole winning in your first team like hard luck, all that stuff like yeah or winning in your first year i mean i don't i blame that in a different way than i blame the vegas stuff Um, sure yeah uh where that wasn't that wasn't the fault of anybody except the economy tanking and quebec not not managing to get their shit together yeah that was yeah which makes it just
0: even sadder for quebec whereas like Las Vegas potentially winning in their first season is just funny for the NHL being bad at doing the
2: NHL. It is yeah. true. I, I, I will I, say
1: what, what I, what I, may, what I sure. mean to the point I'm getting there yeah. is I I don't discount that win or I don't it's uh sorry, one sec. The the Avs winning, um and me being happy for them, I don't I don't have that in my back pocket where I'm like, Oh, the abs got their first win. Cause like that's not the Well, first the only... of all,
2: you were three. So, like, yes. it's kind of hard to give a shit about yeah. that. Well, I gave, lots yeah. And I mean, like, that's not the Avalanche win that I begrudged them, them because, like,
0: I didn't race. care that much at that what? point. But, like, the Cubs, they went after that. Well, well it was they a had...
1: taxpayer by then. That's right. Yes.
0: Yeah, <laughs> sure. Whatever. That's good enough. Elliot,
2: <laughs> Elliot No, The Cubs and the Avalanche had a rivalry. Right.
0: So, even now, it's still kind of like, I don't like. See now, it's side.
2: funny that you say that because I've always considered the Avs to be the best of my enemies. Uh, yes, like, I don't agree with that. Yeah, I even as a kid, like there were some teams I hated, there were some players I hated, but the Avs, like whenever, like okay, don't get me wrong, like I still hated like, like I, I still hated Milan. I still hated Milan. Hey, Duke, I hated Claude Lemieux when he was there, or at least I like Lemieux. I yeah. I hate him retrospectively or whatever. I can't really remember how old I was, but like. There were things that I hated about the Avs, but, like, Burnaby Joe was my first, yeah, yeah. like, favorite player that wasn't on the Canucks. Mm-hmm. And Peter Forsberg was one of my favorite yeah. players to watch. And also, like, he was buddies with all the Swedish guys on the Canucks, so that I always felt like there was that kind of connection. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's also they, from Lawrence or- yeah. Goldsvik, right? Oh, him and Nasland are yes. like child, like early childhood friends, childhood buddies. Yeah, and so you know, like Very I, close. I, I think
1: they own Moto now or something like that.
2: Well, they they were um they were both part of the management team at the same time. Yeah, as we will discuss in our uh, Donald Brashear upcoming Donald Brashear Patreon episode. Oh, yeah. Um, but hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, for me, the Caps are are the Caps are number one, uh, in my lifetime because. Yeah. Okay. Obviously, Ovechkin, him winning that cup was it. Just like it meant a lot to me personally, as somebody who like hates Don Cherry, and hates like, you know, has has like PTSD from seven years earlier when uh, the Canucks lost, and people just the dumbest people alive would say shit like, "Oh, teams can't win with European captains." Mm-hmm. which is literally just racism, but either it's, it's like, it's the, the stupid, like, like inter white people form of racism that we have in hockey. Um, but this is, I think, number two, just because it was such a fun team. And, you know, I think they've really done things the right way. They have a lot of players that I yes. like and that I enjoy watching. And then number three, I think I will say is the first penguins win because of phil kessel (laughs) because i i get a lot of uh right i get a lot of joy out of just like the 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 much maligned uh player who is really good but gets like shit on for no reason finally uh you know getting over the hump and and winning a championship is definitely like something that i enjoy getting to see
1: yeah, I tried to go back through all the cups in my lifetime where I was really happy somebody won, and maybe not my lifetime, but when I started watching hockey, so like sure. 2003. Uh, yeah, like because uh, like there's a lot of things
0: during my lifetime where it's like I did not care who won particularly. Like I would have
1: been happy about a lot of the Red Wings '97, for example. Uh, sure. Like the Russian Five, I, I'm sure I would have loved that. Sure. Uh, yeah. It was if a, you were my four. time. Yeah. But, but going yeah. but going back. The only, I mean, you guys heard me say this. The only players I can identify is, yeah, I'll I'll give you Phil. And then Willie Mitchell in 2015 or something. Yeah. Or 14. Would have been outside of that, I cannot. I mean, this is a decade, this last decade, uh, or just going back to 2008 ish, it's just full of villains. Just, it really, yeah, because like
0: outside of the, um, yeah, because actually there was like that run of just pure evil winning the cup bookended by the two
1: Penguins. Boston, wins.
2: L.A., Chicago. Like, you can't. Yeah. right? Uh, it was, yeah, it was funny, funny that like when the Penguins finally won in 2016, it felt like, oh, thank God, like, it's not <laughs> a evil <laughs> the team, team winning. But the, but the funny thing was that it was like, yeah, the last not evil team to win was the Penguins. <laughs> wins and again. then the Penguins win again. And it's like, they're kind of like... And both there, times they win is
0: against a team that would have been really sweet to see. Yeah, win, they, right? both times they won. Yeah, like, it would be great to other see other the the Sharks or the Predators win, but it's like at least it's the Penguins and not the goddamn Blackhawks yet again. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm.
2: for sure. And I mean, uh, like, there were there was also just like the Penguins were also sort of weirdly underdogs in the years that they yep. that they won. Like they never. Yeah, the Penguins because if had, they didn't win those
0: two cups, like there oh, was this whole narrative that Crosby is a choker.
2: Yeah, for sure. I was gonna say absurd. the same thing. Oh man, about, it would have been uh, the Ovechkin Crosby debate. I was gonna say sure. the same thing about Ovechkin and the Caps, actually. Actually, yeah. um, which is that the other reason that it was so nice to see the Caps win is because they were such an underdog team by then. It was like, oh, their windows closed. They're they're not good anymore. Like they were good for 10 years, and now everybody yeah. on this team is like old. Or not as good as they used and to be. And all the supporting cast is worse than it used to be, like and two that, years ago. And, and just fuck it, let's be legends. Like, and this is something like we analyzed in much more detail in a like, very fuck.
0: early Roxy Fever episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna
1: uh, there uh, a point about the caps that made me think about the ABS celebration today. Uh, er, earlier, I was like sharing a bunch of stuff with uh, with uh, with my girlfriend about. <clears throat> Uh, just like post ad celebration stuff or sharing some photos, but you know this was nothing like the Caps' uh, victory. Because um, everybody remembers how oh insane God, that bender just, was. It they was did so not stop. Good.
2: And Alex was, Ovechkin's bender was legendary to people out across the, who,
1: all sports who
2: never watched. Yes, uh, and by the way, as we're on the subject of uh, Ovechkin. We, we have to just – I just have to very quickly touch on the fact that he signed a one-game contract with his hometown soccer team and scored yeah, a goal. That was
1: fun. Yeah. Which <laughs> whips. That
2: fucking rocks. The
1: the better highlight, which wasn't being posted, mm-hmm. which I think I sent to the group chat, yes. but it's a Ovechkin and some other guy chasing the ball, and he just body checks him out of the way. No, no, no. He had the ball. He had possession. He's running yeah, with right. it. Yeah, right. And a guy goes after him, and Ovechkin just body
2: checks him off like he was playing hockey.
1: Yeah, and he rocks. just
2: runs away with it. It was so funny. But a lot yeah. of ho- hockey players, like their second sport, is soccer, and a lot of them are quite good at it. Yeah. The uh, yeah. the are, were apparently like considering becoming oh. soccer players. Did you? Of players. Did you
1: guys see that thing about the U fifteen uh, whitecaps? No, no. Uh, Every time play- you say something with the white someone says
0: something with the white caps. I'm just like immediately filled with dread.
2: Yeah, me too. But hopefully... <laughs> okay, this one's, this
0: one's yeah. good news. Okay.
1: There is uh, one player whose name is Walter Sidine. He's playing on the team. Oh, the shit. Songs. Yeah, oh there's my God. kid.
2: Which, which, uh, do you know which... Uh... Walter is Henrik's kid, right? That's sounds I don't, right. Yeah. I don't know i don't know their names anyways it would Um, make sense that henrik would have the oldest kid since he's the older of the two brothers by six (laughs) minutes
1: (laughs) but i i wanted to say like oh it's so it's it's too bad uh that we didn't see like ridiculous post ab celebration stuff but i mean i was thinking about it and it's well it makes sense i mean the cap nathan mckinnon's
2: uh celebration post uh Stanley Cup winning a Stanley Cup is like eating one potato chip. Yeah, <laughs> that's like his. <laughs> yeah. And but also, if- you
1: have to remember that the caps won on home ice. That, that's where that's I was getting to. True. So, the caps yeah, sure. running on home ice, mm-hmm. they were able to do that. They probably had their Coke guy in the dressing room with them. And so, they were able to yes. continue that bender that whole time. Whereas mm-hmm. the abs, they probably woke up with hangovers today, are tired, mm-hmm. they have to go fly back. Yeah, everybody at the airport stopping them like in a good way. Um, mm-hmm. uh, And it's just not as fun. So uh, I would have loved to see this happen on home ice, which I was kind of wishing for, but. Also, I'm completely wrong because
0: they definitely want it
1: on the road. Oh, are you serious? Yeah, Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, they wanted on the road. Well, they probably just brought their Coke guy with them.
2: Now that I think of it, I was was thinking (laughs) about it in my head. And I was like, no, wait, they want it on the road too um as soon as i said it, i was like that's probably
1: not right you know you the know other... why i thought it it was because that, that one woman uh flashed the team that's right yeah. at the
2: boards and i just assumed like what road fan is doing that <laughs> i thought i just assumed it was gonna be a home fan yeah that's fair that. somebody <laughs> i mean there are always uh the other team's fans of playoff games I think yeah, just because, uh, like yeah, you know, I mean, it can be weird to, but I think actually, in the in Vegas's case, it it, it's, makes a, sense. it's an
1: unhinged to do on top of already being on the road. That though, is true, it? yeah. But
2: I think I think in Vegas's case, it especially makes sense because that's a team that doesn't uh, have a history yeah. of fans, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah So I forgot his And an also, video. it's a and Vegas is a
0: really cosmopolitan city. Like, and it, there's
2: a lot of people from yes, other places, and it's a destination city. So it makes sense that there would be fans yes. of other teams there but yeah. um the one the one last uh thing that I also wanted to say about the avs that uh I quite well okay there's two things the first is uh is that it's cool uh to see a team that doesn't really have any obvious advantages outside of just it's hockey organization or whatever win a stanley cup like i think the avs Really, uh, like put the dagger in the heart of, like, you know, oh, like, what you know, this, uh, this city just isn't, uh, it's not a destination for NHL players, so it'll never win a Stanley Cup. Like, Denver, Colorado has three Stanley Cups. Mm, Um, the same three, I don't know what like the state tax situation is like in Colorado. I could see it being quite low or even non existent, but like, at the very least like i think um colorado is like a good example of a of a team that like how many how many nhl players are put in colorado like are putting denver specifically as like a top 10 city they want to play mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i would say almost not i'm not now really I, like i wouldn't say that they're i wouldn't well, say that they're a bad like city to live in necessarily? I, I, like They're not
1: Winnipeg. I guess what you mean like outside. uh If you pretend that there was no uh, potential, pretend it's like the no twenty fourteen. That's, yeah, that's what. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like pretend remove, it's the twenty fourteen. Remove the fact that like Landis, Landeskog, McKinnon, McCarr are there. Yeah. basically. What yeah. Okay. More, like, where that's does what it I mean. Rank yeah. Colorado. Yeah,
2: not I as a it. not as wait. a not as a team as a city. Yeah. Because yeah. oh, like I would put Colorado like fairly high on my list of
0: American cities to live in. Here.
2: I mean, and I can see, I can see why because it's not, it's not bad by any means. But like, it's not. I've LA. also never been there, so I can't say anything. Yeah, and I mean, they have legal weed, so that's cool. But like, Mile High not, City, baby. Yeah, it's not L.A., it's not Anaheim, it's not Tampa, it's not Sunrise. Um, Do you think if New you York. have
1: sex in Denver, you're allowed to say you're part of the Mile High Club? I think so. Yeah. I mean, um, legally, yes. And if you have sex <laughs> in a plane above Denver. You got to call it the two mile high club, right? Absolutely. Yes. Right.
2: Uh, Yeah. But even like, you know, even like Chicago is like, you know, it's a big like storied kind of city. Like New York is the same thing. Boston's the same thing. Like maybe, uh, maybe some people put Denver ahead of those cities for, for other reasons. Like they just rather live there. I mean, I know it's top of mind. You're
1: you're especially thinking about Tampa's tax status and yeah, absolutely. The huge absolutely. they get from that. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, it, ma- it makes sense. It's uh, it's it's a middle it's a middle America franchise that made it exactly. Um, yeah, that's
2: cool. And then yeah. finally, um, David Quadrelli is on vacation right now. I can only assume because uh, he he and the goalie guild were so thoroughly embarrassed. By getting trounced in six games by a guy with a 902 save percentage in the playoffs, um, RIP goalie guild. Uh, yeah, uh, a career backup just uh, won the Stanley Cup and wasn't even good uh, over the entire playoffs. So uh, having a wow. good goaltending doesn't matter if you constantly <laughs> outshoot your other uh, your opponent by ten plus shots. Pick
1: night. on somebody your own size. Pick on Thomas
2: Trance <laughs> <laughs> I mean. I don't know. I I so so I mean I won't go too far I won't go too deep into this but uh also David Quadrelli and Thomas Drantz are much closer to each other's sizes than I am to either of them. But um unless we're t- unless we're talking physical size in which case yes Tr- Drantz and I have a lot in common in that sense but um, no uh, This whole this whole goalie guild thing just originates because I don't know if you guys even remember this, but I have no idea what you're talking about. In like January, when like January or February, when the Canucks were doing really really well, Quad said he would rather have the Canucks roster in the playoffs than the Leafs because the Canucks had better goaltending. Well, first, I mean January we had a (sighs) we
1: had a ten game winning streak.
2: We all first of all he we all said stuff. He said that. And then he added the goaltending thing afterwards because everybody like made fun of him so much. Yes, I remember this. Um, And then he was like, well, goaltending because like, you know, or whatever. But I would say that like Darcy Kemper uh, winning a Stanley Cup is like only like slightly less weird than Jack Campbell winning a Stanley Cup would be. They're basically the same guy. Um, Goaltending is fake. That's my point. Congrats to Darcy Kemper who will be at the AHL in two years, probably. <laughs> I don't know. I'm exaggerating. Come on. He's not even the worst goalie to win this Stanley cup
0: in the last five years.
2: No, he's probably not Jordan Bennington. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also uh,
0: a team that I was happy to see win the cup, but mostly because they beat the Bruins only
2: because of the, opponent. only yeah. because
1: of that could have been
2: anybody, anything else on, uh, abs. Lightning? Uh,
1: I, I I know that he had the points to show for it, and I know that he he played a phenomenal. And this isn't me being like, but I don't agree that he should have got this. But my jaw was in the floor when Caleb McCarr got the Con Smythe. Like, I that's incredible. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I was surprised by that too a little bit, but I he deserved it. He totally deserved it. I just I was caught off guard, and I think it's does he win the Con Smythe
0: if Colorado wins the game on that? McKinnon goal in the no. same series
1: probably not like perhaps I mean, not but he it... was unanimous though oh re- yeah really apparently uh, that's what i heard on uh, wow. uh, Dimitri's that's podcast wild. but who the... votes for that again is it just it's can't PHWA, be speech, whatever, i think that quickly they get you, you... <laughs> what was that thing that brooks got in trouble for with the with the not writing? voting he didn't just vote because the nhl awards we're okay gonna, so we're gonna have brooksy, no so brooksy
0: brooksy wouldn't vote for the nhl awards because he was mad about the covid restrictions and having to wear a
1: mask <laughs> interviewing players
2: yeah that and something okay else. maybe not unanimous then um but i don't know like i That's I, what I, heard, I, I think it, it might be the it might be the PDA, phwa chapters of the teams in the stanley cup final like it might that be sounds like more that. right Oh. Um, so all the abs writers get to choose. Like
1: so wait, like that can't that can't be it though. No, that's no it's all the abs and J.S. all the Tampa writers. Fuck.
2: I think. Okay, Justin will put in what the fucking I don't whatever. No, no, Justin, about. just, what just I like
0: cut yourself in
1: here and
2: say what's say what's but, right. But like I how, does J.S. J. how does
1: JS how does in two thousand three get the con My fan?
2: Yeah, it might be a. it might be a special panel. It might be a it might be like the um the fucking like that the same people who vote on like the fucking GM of the year or whatever, where it's like, sure. The, the, and, and
1: yeah, I have thoughts on all that. And I think, and we'll get, into yeah, we'll talk end. about awards later. Real, real quick, I I'm watching, I'm rewatching honestly, the finals ceremony. And again, there are so many people on this team I'm happy for. And I just want to list them off. Like Eric mm-hmm. Johnson, you, yep. you did you see that fanfic inspiring clip right after yep. the game ended and Johnson on, on top of McKinnon? Very good. Just the yes. two of them lying on the ice. Perfect. Excellent. Uh, I'm so happy for Eric Johnson. He said he was going to retire last year, apparently. Um wow. I'm so glad for Jack Johnson. He has something his parents can't take away from him. <laughs> uh, I think that's very nice. Uh,
2: um,
1: and uh,
2: Nathan hey, Kadri. I'm glad he's
0: known for something now other than being named after the other more famous Jack Johnson.
2: Hey, photo photo finish. Uh, like, Joe Sakic. Winning a Stanley Cup as a executive before or as a GM, I shouldn't say as an executive, winning a Stanley Cup as a GM before Steve Eisenman. Um, Ah, That's cool. Because Eisenman leave. Now, of course. Oh, wait. And he
1: won won a cup before Eisenman, too, didn't he? Like before before?
2: Technically, yes, I think. I think he won the year before I think the year that before like the I'm talking play. as players obviously yeah yeah um and now granted yes. Iserman has his has his fingerprints all over this Tampa team that won. Fair. definitely yeah, yeah, yeah. deserves yeah. credit um and not 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 in the way that people say with like nonis uh and, and Burke yeah, yeah, or yeah. whatever with Gillis like he it, Julian Brisebois also deserves credit he's done a great job too but Iserman obviously deserves credit for taking them from a basement team to a fantastic team Um, but yeah, crazy. Like Joe Sackick, uh, Oh, did you see
1: that chart of how, how they acquired all the players? Oh yeah. So many of them are trades.
2: He must be unbelievable. Joe Sackick. Like that might be the, one of the highest like rates of like great player to great executive ever. And obviously Iserman's right. Almost at the same level. Um, but like huge credit to them for, you know, he had an idea about what he thought, mattered and what he thought uh the avs were gonna be. And he tried that and then he learned that he was wrong and then he totally course corrected and went in a completely different direction. And they are they were the best team in the league this year as far as I'm concerned. So um you brought up Brooksy and um we have more important things to get to but I feel like because you brought up Brooksy we should just very quickly touch Does on the Elmo fact have that, something to say? Uh, <laughs>
1: just on John Tortorelmo? That, that John Tortorelmo to
2: <laughs> has been has been he's landed in Philadelphia. Um, oh yes. The, yes. the the Philly media and John Tortorella will truly be the like far more than this cup final was, the unstoppable force and the immovable object matchup of the NHL. Oh, we are going to get fucking gold, I am sure, from that. Um, just
1: imagine him telling I know I've gone on record as saying that. <laughs> I do also feel you like. Not like wearing a mask. Is not
0: big into masks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I feel like he would be to annoy Brooksy. Elmo doesn't
1: like it when you don't wear a mask.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> happy for I don't you know, on record as saying that, that, that chaos and chaotic. Mm-hmm. It's just very bad as a phrase, and it's just the so random of the 2010s, absolutely. and now it's lasted the 2020s. You're, right. you're absolutely
1: right. Yeah.
0: Um, But I mean, the Flyers are the most chaotic franchise, and John Tortorella is the most chaotic coach. So this does bode well for pure entertainment.
1: Absolutely. It'd be funny if Tortorella uh, actually just like lived in Southern Ontario and made the commute
2: Every day.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that would rock. That would be so funny.
2: Can you you,
0: live in Jersey and commute to Philly? I think you can.
2: What do you guys think about this hire? Easier than point Roberts, I think. As a, just from a pure hockey standpoint, like, I I shouldn't say just from a pure hockey standpoint, but, like, take the entertainment part out of it. Like, what do you guys think about this hire? Was it, well, you know, good idea, bad idea? For me, it's like, what's,
1: like, that team is rebuilding real bad. Mm. Right, I uh, mean outside of, outside of Carter Hart, uh, I don't know. I don't know say. who their young stars would be, so I don't know what because uh, they John traded
0: uh, the concussion kid, Nolan
1: Patrick. Oh god! Oh um, god! Yeah, I don't know um, who else, but uh, it just depends on like, hey, what's what's he like with young players? Pretty sure the answer is everybody will tell me is not good. Um, I'm sure. No, you
0: know what? I think the thing that's fair to say with Tortorella is that odds are that like they're not going to do great with him, but he's going to be one of those guys where he leaves, and then all the young players once they break out under a new coach are going to be like, "Yeah, John John Tortorella taught us so much."
2: Yeah. I I kind of think like okay, so a few different a few different disparate ideas about John Tortorella that I will like combine into a into a definitive take here. Um, okay. John Tortorella, you underestimate John Tortorella at your own risk. Yep. Everybody thought John Tortorella was done after Vancouver because he blew it here so badly. And then he goes to Columbus. Columbus was fucking garbage before he got there. They have been garbage since he left. And he (laughs) brought them their only series win ever in their history. Their only playoff wins ever in their history. And he did it by knocking off the Stanley Cup champions in four games. You underestimate yeah. John Tortorella at your own risk. Yeah. Yeah. Second One of board. the greatest playoff victors ever. Uh, John Tortorella.
0: I, I... No, I completely... I agree. Like, I don't know if he's going to be that successful with them. But it's like, to say.
1: Tor, Tortorella, yeah. I, I think I that Even if he's
0: not successful with them, immediately after he leaves, people are going to be saying... He was a big part of our success. Someone's
2: either gonna learn something after. from him. And it- I was, I was about, I was yes. about to
1: say that. That I'm gonna bet in the next. Okay, this is this is this is, uh, I guess not a bold bet. In the next 15 years, <laughs> either Tortorella is gonna get a ring, another ring, mm-hmm. and probably still not be invited to the party right after for the celebration <laughs> as, as happened in 2004, which makes me really sad, but you know, yeah, that's it's all right. not, not my business.
2: What Scotty um, Bowman, Scotty Bowman used to say, my players hate me 364 days out of the year on the 365th, we win the Stanley cup. <laughs> um. So my bet is,
1: you know, 15 years, one ring at least, or a, a,
2: the team he leaves wins Immediately after, he yeah, leaves. totally. Yeah, um, so yeah, uh, you underestimate him at his own risk. Uh, I believe still the winningest coach in American history, so the winning, winningest uh, American coach ever. I believe, uh, him and Lavi have a tendency to battle for that one, so maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong, maybe it's Lavi. Um, but you let Lavi uh, lets you get a beard. Yes, I agree, he would look yeah. good with a beard. Um yeah, uh Locke for the Hockey Hall of Fame, by the way. Um, we'll talk more about the hockey hall of fame later. Tortorella? But, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh yep. I agree with you that he should. I don't think he'll get the votes. Uh maybe he won't get the votes, but I don't know. I, I think I look you look at like what coaches are in there and it, it would be I think it would be very hard. Yeah, but the thing is he's against. not
1: he's not Gretzky's cousin.
2: Yeah, I know he's not part of the club, but like I he's also not like he's hated a lot more by media people than hockey people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If If, if that's true, then
2: sure. I don't know. It should be, should be in the hockey hall of fame based on his resume. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, Look, Philly is kind of in a similar boat to where Columbus was when, uh, when Columbus picked him up, they, to me they're like both been
0: very like medium teams that just can't yeah, do
2: anything. Extremely mid. Um, look, I don't know what they're gonna do here, but if they look at what they have and decide that like for a variety of reasons they can't completely rebuild, John Tortorella is a very good bet for a coach that can take a team that is not that good and get them into the playoffs and win around, maybe. And I mean, yeah, is that, the, is that like the pinnacle of hockey achievement? No, but uh, the other thing too is we know Philly uh, is a hard city to play in because of the attention the players get there, the extremely negative attention the players get there. And for the entire time that John Tortorella is in Philadelphia, he will be the story and his players will not. And I think that will be very, yeah. very good for them. It'll be good for, for the younger players. It'll be good for their development. For the older players, when they're struggling, like you know, give give Tortorella credit for one fucking thing. When he was in Vancouver, he was the story when the players were struggling. You know, like yeah, there could if have been like, if, if people A players had really John bad Cooper
0: seasons, but no one talks about
2: it. Yeah,
1: no, and and if people are going to praise John it. Cooper for doing that in what game four? Yeah, exactly. uh, and taking the attention away uh, and putting on himself, then. Uh, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with the point, but if people are going to give him credit, you got to give Tortorella credit. Yeah, for
2: I that. I think so. I think uh, ultimately, you know, anybody can do that in Game Four of the Stanley Cup Final. Who's going to do it in like Game Fifty Two of a fuck- in the middle of a fucking <laughs> long road trip yeah. when nobody gives a shit, and he's just going to be like, "Nope, you're not going to shit on you know James Van Riemsdyk for being old and shitty." Because yeah. uh I, uh, he's not late I got practice. because I got angry at a Philadelphia writer and drove my car through his front door. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, oh, that's da- oh, uh, I just imagine that Philly hockey writers are 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 just all Brooksies. that all that they pretty much are. like that. They all look yeah. the same. They all act the same. They all go to the same bar. I think I think that's they're basically, gonna be fights. I'm so glad. So. Uh, To the (laughs) NHL, COVID is over, that we're going to have coach press conferences. John Tortorella
2: doing the Flames dressing room thing, but it's just (laughs) a meeting of the Philly PHWA. Uh, Uh, All
1: right, let's move on.
2: uh, Yeah, okay. uh, Andre Kuzmenko, Canucks, uh, finally, in what feels like the first time in a very long time, win the sweepstakes for a coveted uh, free agent player uh particularly a non nhl uh free agent player i feel like the canucks have been linked to to all of these guys for years and years and years and years and they never get one and they finally get one this year um yeah uh there were some other teams in on this uh i will do my best to remember them all i believe it was edmonton Edmonton, florida detroit la um, I'm missing one. There's one in addition to Vancouver that I'm missing from that list. I don't know. Um, uh, Water into the bridge. Yeah, it doesn't okay. matter. But uh, point being that people acted like uh, it was like this big deal that um that Vancouver won because it was like, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, it's, it's like an underdog city compared to these other cities or whatever. But it's like when... You know, you're one of five or six cities, and two of the cities are Detroit and Edmonton. I feel like you got a pretty good shot, especially because we know that the one of the biggest things Kuzmenko was looking for was playing time and opportunity. And I think Vancouver scores very high on the index of opportunity and not a terrible city to live in. Um, people, people and a that, if things
0: fall down the right way, will be good.
2: Yeah. And people forget like Vancouver had no, Vancouver had no problem attracting free agents 10 years ago. Cause it's, it's a wonderful city. Like it is yeah. known as a very, very nice city. You're, rich, you're rich. If you're making NHL player, yeah, you're rich. It's beautiful. There's fucking oceans and mountains everywhere. And the other uh, additional thing to this is that like, yeah, the taxes here, you know, there's that going on or whatever, but um, you're not from Canada. Uh, you could probably figure out some like uh, cash stashing, you know, foreign account shit to, you know, dodge your taxes or whatever. And then also, you're paid your salary in US dollars, but you live in Canada. So your money is worth more, literally. True, true, true. Um, uh, yeah, I would also add because he's uh, he wants his payday after this year. Uh, yeah, certainly. He went in for a one
1: year deal. Why would you go to a small market team if you want a big, a big payday afterwards? Yeah. Go to the big market where there's going to be a lot written about you. Uh, a lot more coverage about you or inflation of your play. So yep. I think that's and uh, go that's to a team
2: that should, that like theoretically would want to like resign you and pay you what you're worth too. And I feel yeah. like yeah. Vancouver, it, despite some of their cap issues, like I think Vancouver getting a good season out of Kuzmenko dropping one of their more expensive players, either like possibly now or next year and replacing that player with Kuzmenko is a decent bet if he works out. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. Vias. Uh yes. I'm stealing. I'm stealing this from you slightly because uh, okay. you said something similar to this. But uh, Kuzmenko is what happens when Ben Kuzma and Batcher Demko do the <laughs> Saiyan fusion dance from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> pretty good. Um, pretty good. The, yeah. The
1: thing I was always stuck in my head is it sounds like kuzumano like the neighbor. Oh kuzumano. yeah. Yeah. you It's right. all. It's all.
2: I, I just. I got stuck on that the whole time and we never learned anything else about him but have by the to way table that and bring it back at some point because that's very funny andre kuzumana <laughs> um did i pull the play the game did i pull this out of my ass mm-hmm. uh
1: did is he friends with uh pukulson he's did they not play in the same line briefly?
2: i don't think so um damn that's a good question uh wh- what team did uh, that sounds correct what team did kuzmenko come from uh Okay, let me – I can very quickly look this up. Uh, let's
0: see.
2: He's played for CKSA Moscow,
0: and St. Petersburg.
2: I believe uh, – um, And St. Petersburg was,
1: was the same, right?
2: Yes, I believe so.
1: Yeah, yeah, because Faber has that jersey.
2: Yeah, okay, so – Fuck, that's cool okay so hold, hold up one sec oh uh, sorry uh, sorry i mean that's not cool uh we all have to <laughs> yeah, yeah don't cancel ever... us um so <laughs> so uh vasili putt yeah he played for ska he played uh, he for played ska bass. that is ska st petersburg um what's, what's from... the ska instrument trombone trombone yeah trombone. he played trombone, trombone for oh. st petersburg ska band um from 2018 to 2021 so did, did kuzmenko play for saint petersburg from at any point from 2018 to 2021 the last four
1: years pretty sure
2: yeah okay yeah so they did play together so maybe that played a role as well um helps i and, think and this they, is a bigger and we deal have,
1: and the canucks have the best uh, coach of russian players That's certified
2: absolutely um i will also say that uh I actually think that's a bigger deal for uh Pud Colson than it is for Kuzmenko. In the I, sense I mean it that- is like Ovechkin literally
1: told him once uh when the caps were visiting or the other way around that you should listen to Bruce. He'll if you wow. listen to him, you'll go far. Yeah, he told the Colson that.
2: Sorry, what I meant sorry by that though, that is that is awesome. That's very cool. Um, but oh I see I, what you mean. What I meant it's is I think it's a bigger deal for Pud Colson to have another Russian on the team. Yeah. Than it is for because yes. ultimately, yeah. Pug Colson I think matters more mm-hmm. than or is more important. Now, so. Well, I mean, he's more he's likely guy, to but... matter more than Kuzmenko because as yeah, as I, as I uh, we should probably just briefly touch on with Kuzmenko, like th- there's no guarantee here. Um, yeah. On the one hand, low cost, high reward. Uh he Definitely. is like I think he's he's like five eleven, I believe. He's uh, sort of like average height. He's not a he's not a tall guy but he's thick. He's like Niels Hoaglander build, but a few inches taller. Um, Mm. So I think that bodes well. And his, his season, his last season in the KHL actually like just a, just a hair like 0.02 better points per game than our Tammy Panarin in the season that that's nuts yeah Uh, so okay that's cool (laughs) now at the same time that like okay so you look through the group of i won't spend too long on this but you look through the group of players that are in the same kind of ballpark for him um points wise points per game wise like point pace wise it is basically um elite players like or very good players like uh you know I think the the best point per game season ever in the KHL was Malkin, the year of the lockout. Mm-hmm. Um, like the 2013, the 2012, 2013. And oh, that's lockout. also with better competition too. Absolutely. Um, so you know, that's like that's like the high water mark. And then there's like a bunch of seasons by uh like it's like sergey moziakin or moizakin or something like that i can't pronounce his last name but he he is the like wayne gretzky of the khl he's just like the guy uh he never came over here for whatever reason and so he just owns all of the records in the khl Mm -hmm. uh and then like guys like radulov um panarin uh i'm trying to think of you know, other similar sort of guys like in that sphere. And then the one guy who didn't really make it in that same sphere is Nikita Gusev. Yeah. But Nikita Gusev also had a 44 point season in 66 games for the New Jersey Devils the year he came over. And I kind of think that for a player to do that well in his first season over and then completely wash out. I'm not sure that's 100% on the player. I I, lo- I hear that. I look at that. And I think <clears throat> you're telling me that guy was worse than every other player in the NHL. I don't buy it. Hmm. Like, I think, I think the key to Gusev based on what he was able to achieve, um, you, some team could have found a role for him and just didn't be for a variety of reasons, whether it's money don't want to you know you'd rather give the spot to your developing like young player or whatever but like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think if nikita gusev is like the worst example you can pull that's pretty good um if you expand out towards other leagues like there's a there's a lot of guys like anton rodin and fabian brunstrom who don't uh, work out.
1: fabian brunstrom
2: but, um, I don't know. I kind of think like if Vancouver is willing to ride with him and willing to kind of like, let him figure it out, he can be, you know, a third line player in the NHL, at least probably. Um, it's good to and they get to that for free next year, which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. New yeah. guy. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. New guy, new yeah. Russian. Uh, nobody knows what he could be is the mystery box. It'll be fun. Um, yeah. Any any anything else on Kuzmenko? Oh, we should also bring up. It was very funny that uh, they brought the uh, Oilers brought him to Joey, which is yes. Uh, you you know what you know Joey what Tomatoes. Happened. It's it's fucking <laughs> it's the it's the sequel to Joey Tomatoes. You know what probably which happened? is literally like what I would call an Italian guy as a joke. <laughs> like I'd would, I would make up a this fake is... mobster named Joey Tomatoes. I'm going to um, defer to Elliot. In this, this is sentence. what you called quads and you're mad at him. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> I'm going to defer to Elliot here. This is a Vancouver restaurant in Edmonton. Yes? This is like the same Joey that's on Berard?
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the same it thing. Is, okay.
1: Now, but see, the thing is, when you say that, I
0: reminded the fact that, like, Earl's started in Alberta. Yeah. So what? I'm not sure if that's
1: Okay. Well, I know it's, like, all the same family, but they're not BC-based. Uh,
2: well, I'm pretty sure about that. Yeah, it's all, like, the uh, same
0: family and, like, and or... It, maybe it's not the same family, but it's, like, the chef from one guy. Like, it's another
2: fucking like- splinter restaurant of Earl's and Cactus Club. Yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And they, they, yeah. they are connected
1: historically yeah yeah, yeah. historically uh, there is
0: connected like you could you could go like mike duncan and like
1: trace the like <laughs> yeah, entropy of victory yeah. of the, <laughs> the like- title is and the cajun chicken sandwich See their cake, mistake though
2: salad. their mistake though was that this was a coveted russian player who like i would imagine wants to be wined and dined and taken to like a blue water type like super nice restaurant if they were trying to to sign a guy who was like a Canadian playing in the N- NCAA who aged out of the, uh, of that league. I-, I think like taking them to a cactus club style restaurant would probably fucking seal the deal. Cause that is the favorite restaurant of probably guys who of, like of guys who play players. in Western Canada. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, what I want to point out is that everybody's been ripping on the oilers for like, oh, ha, ha, you took him to Joey's and he didn't like that. He liked, yeah. he liked the Vancouver fair better what if he asks people oh that joey restaurant was so good uh tell me more about the restaurant they're like oh yeah it's a vancouver restaurant and his yeah, eyes are like, just ding, like ding, ding. oh
2: <laughs> there's ball, more but... places
1: like that in vancouver yeah. i should go to vancouver <laughs> yeah he's so, like he's like Joe, everybody many those we have
2: <laughs> he's like yeah he's like you know edmonton dog shit city but that restaurant oh huh? yeah what if was he's fucking amazing? Yeah. <laughs> And then he's like, "Oh, oh well, they have one in Vancouver."
1: <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, that rocks. Blue, blue water. i um, I, 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 I hate to admit that I've been, um, but it's been around for a while. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna assume it maybe sucks now or something. I don't know. Uh, it's, it's, it's from a different,
2: slightly older era of Vancouver fine dining. Um, it would be very funny if the Aquilides were like, Andre, we're taking you out to our most popular restaurant. And then they just like drive up to a Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and these like They're like we're our... taking you to the finest Italian restaurant in town. Yeah. That we, we go that to we Anton's on Hastings. It is my favorite. It oh, they fixed yeah. it. Daring
1: like... him to eat the whole to get the pen and eat the whole pasta dish. Oh, oh yeah. Absolutely. That would be oh, great. Yeah. Okay, they, yeah.
2: they fixed it, but it used to be that if you if physical. you clicked on the food and hospitality section of the Aquality group uh website the first thing under it would be pizza hut. <laughs> yeah. I, not, I remember the day you top that. table group. Um, hilarious. I was very happy for you. Uh, yeah, I was, this episode's was getting happy. long. Let's go to the next thing. Yeah. We, we got Kuzmen- to, we
1: have Kuzmenko for the rest of the year.
2: Yeah. We, we got to get through a few more things. Um, right. yeah. Uh, one thing I just wanted to very briefly touch on is, uh, the athletic very similarly to, um, Deadspin a few years ago basically sent out a memo to all of their writers to not discuss politics. Um, extremely vague uh, wording in all of it, and no clear definition of what that is. Uh, which, in my opinion, almost makes it worse because it just kind of allows them to just retroactively apply it to yeah. whatever they want, yeah. and that's it's even it's why even worse in the
1: places who. Who specifically said don't talk about the uh, the overturning of Roe v. Wade?
2: Yeah, um, it actually dude, is. It's, it's even almost. wider than that. And I, yeah.
1: I I also assume that they did it this week because they knew it was coming. But maybe coming down the yeah, pipe this week. Yeah, yeah. Like everybody. No, it like, has to been. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knew it was coming down, and a bunch of other decisions coming down. So they, yeah. Uh,
2: As Michael Jordan said, Republicans are subscribers too. Yeah.
1: Um. I mean, we said the we said this in a DM and like. I agree that's funny but like there's <laughs> women are subscribers this is this is me pushing back against their yeah emotion, but absolutely like, with, and because they that is what they're thinking that is the point of it absolutely um women are subscribers to uh black people are subscribers to non-christian
2: yeah but what are the margins people. there yep who do you think subscribes more yep, yep. um yeah uh, there's a great article about this that is non-paywalled uh, up at Defector that I recommend everyone read. Defector is fantastic. Everybody go read Defector. Yeah, Defector rocks. A uh, very good thing to spend switch, your money on. Switch your subscription from Athletic to Defector. Absolutely, yeah. I would say that 100%. Um, but also, uh, if we were out, paying $12
0: a year for the Athletic, we would do that, but mm-hmm. it's $12 a year.
2: Uh, shouts yeah. out to Fair. Sarah Sivian, <laughs> Uh, and Dom yes. LeChison for sure as people who immediately just said no I'm not doing this uh, there uh, were others as well there was a WNBA writer uh, whose name I do not remember sadly um, but uh, yeah shouts out to the people who are just like no I, if I wrote for The Athletic I would be like Yeah, I dare you to fire me I think yeah. that's a good that is a good uh, position for um for people to to be in, but uh or a, a good position for people to take rather. Um, but uh yeah, uh, this shit sucks. Uh, I hate it. New York now number one on my enemies list for uh cities. Um first they do this. Uh they knock off my beloved canes in the second round, uh, and they cancel the fucking John Hinckley concert. In Brooklyn, that was fucked up. These are all assaults on free, actual. Well, OK, not the Keynes thing, but uh, <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Tony D'Angelo. Um, these are all actual assaults on free speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they make me very bad. Uh, yeah. Uh, telling people that uh, they can't talk about politics and telling people that they can't sing a song after almost murdering the president of the United States 30 years ago. Um yeah, he served, where the he free did the I think people should be this. canceled for their political views. I agree. Where? Cancel culture run amok yeah. in both cases. Um, yep. Yeah, also in uh, the news of shitty things is the Hockey Canada lawsuit. Uh, there was a summit recently where uh, a number of, I believe, Canadian politics. well, I guess it would happen. I to hope be they Canadian. all fell off of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, bunch of different Canadian politicians uh interviewing different members of Hockey Canada I did not catch this unfortunately I was working at the time I only really got to see what sort of went viral or what people were talking about but based on like what I saw of it uh, I'll also get uh Justin to let me know what time this was at so those of you that do not want to hear about this you can just quickly skip but it won't be won't be very long that we talk about it um two things that I two impressions that I got one Uh, The line of questioning was probably not nearly as severe as it should have been. There are a couple of people who ask good questions, um, but uh, far too many, just not really treating it with the seriousness that it deserved. Uh, But far and away, the most important revelation, I would say, and the the thing that I just wanted to briefly touch on is uh, the revelation from one of the higher ups at Hockey Canada that the... Organization like the the entirety of Hockey Canada has dealt with something like roughly one sexual assault allegation per year in the past over the past six or so years reported. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And that is and the person involved didn't even really seem like taken aback by that or even really bothered by it. Um, I would I would just I guess ask like how many how many institutions uh, would be afforded that much leeway uh, after an assault allegation per year for six years? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that is wild stuff. That's uh, that is an endemic problem to your sport and your organization that is so, like, not taken seriously at all. Uh,
1: uh, I'm not sure what this, uh, and I'm not sure if you can answer it, but mm-hmm. what is this procedure happening? Like, what uh, is this a some federal inquiry is this uh is it is it just that transcripts from from the from the court proceedings came out i'm curious what i believe it was a federal what's happening now and what's happening later down the pipe
2: yeah i i i I, I, this is one of those things where i will admit freely like i haven't paid nearly close enough attention to this as i should um because a it's a bummer and b it's a very busy time just hockey in general and then also in my life that like it's been hard to kind of be like okay i'm gonna take the the six hours out to do the deep dive on this and figure out what's going on um but uh, i believe it was some sort of federal inquiry uh because it was like yeah it was it was a it was very specifically like a like members of hockey canada answering questions from politicians so i I can only know that like mps
0: were growing them yeah
2: Right right, right. Yeah. okay. And uh, I or didn't not. I didn't catch the whole thing. I just like I said I just caught bits and pieces of it, but I wanted to uh, uh just highlight that for for people who weren't aware. That that should be national news. That should be a headline on That should have been front page province sports the next day. Hockey mm-hmm. Canada dealt with an av- dealt with one sexual assault per year for the past 6 years. Mm-hmm. Um that should be like at the next Canadian international game, somebody should be fucking holding a sign that says that. Like, that's insane. That is insane. hockey yeah. uh, Canada should probably. And that's the be... only ones
0: that they know about.
2: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, if this happened with
1: another country, I'm not sure that they would. Uh... Basically, I feel like at this year's world championships, it should just be the, uh... oh, what do they, what do they call? What do they call? Oh, it should be the canadian olympic committee or something you know yeah you know, it should yeah. be the uh the hockey yeah. athletes from canada yes, yes. absolutely yes. The hockey canada yes. doesn't deserve to uh to be up on the stage right now i would if you're, i would say if you should hold them to the standard as other countries are held to yeah and this I think is some i'm not being ironic there i think this is a no like like, I mean, obviously like
2: to, you know, and it's not like one guy specifically with the team in a leadership position, but your team, your organization for international hockey is a rape factory. Yeah. Like, yeah. that is not okay. It's something that you need to like. Yeah. And how, and how is. Meant- how, how how is how is the entire structure of that organization completely intact after something like
1: this? Yeah, and you you like, mentioned before when when you were flagging that we were going to talk about this, mm-hmm. you kept saying, "Oh, the NHL lawsuit," and we had to yeah. be like, "No, no, yeah. no, hockey Canada." And you're like, "Oh, well, there's so many NH- I forgot you forgot, but then you said, "There's everybody is NHL on this." Uh, yeah, there's so much fucking overlap. The
2: the but world junior well be an NHL team lawsuit. that that uh. uh got the whole the ball rolling on this whole right. thing the the yeah. one that is the subject of the lawsuit 2015 all right, of right. those players have played in the nhl i believe yeah there's maybe Almost a couple all that have not yeah. and i, I will I, I think i already said this but uh all you have to do is you know people asking trying to figure out who it is all you have to do is cross cross-refer- reference the city that it happened in with which players played in that city from uh, yeah. uh team but that's all i'm gonna say um mm. yeah uh all I have to say about that, just uh, absolutely appalling, absolutely absurd, something that we will continue to uh, follow up on in the future as things develop. And, you know, hopefully at some point I will catch myself up and learn more about it because I do feel genuinely a little bit bad that I don't – that I haven't treated it with the seriousness that it's, it deserves. But it's just – it's a very busy time in hockey. And, um, you know, the good news about the off season is that generally things slow down and there's more time to – talk about stuff like this and mm-hmm. explore it in depth so um good. Okay. that brings us to something uh a lot less depressing which is uh hall of fame inductees named today uh some very cool names in there in addition to the ones that we obviously want to talk about um what was the uh, i just want to just give me a moment here To sure uh, I, I mean i yeah. can i can speak for a moment yeah. I
1: had a really busy uh, last couple of days was prepping for something. And so I wasn't scanning the news for anything. I mean, like I watched the game last night. of sure. that I wasn't scanning Twitter for, for any of this stuff. Uh, I I went so many hours this morning not hearing what actually happened today. Mm-hmm. And I didn't think it was actually going to happen. I didn't think that all three of yeah. both City and Twins. Yeah, and were gonna I get thought we were going to get part of it.
2: I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, so to start off. There's there's one guy who I'm gonna leave out because I want to end with him, um, but uh, extremely decorated uh, Finnish women's player Rika Salinen or Salinen, mm-hmm. um, inducted. Uh, I is she the first non-Canadian or non-American uh, to a uh, woman like woman? Sorry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe I, I don't know about that, but I it wouldn't surprise there, there,
1: me. I know that I think Haley Salvian uh recognize that like oh this is huge that they did this 16 I don't know
2: appearances for the Finnish women's team Holy that's absurd like insane uh everybody this year was super deserving looking yep. looking yes. back on the career uh, on the careers of everyone yep. and everything that includes by the way uh Daniel Alfredson who was the subject of uh of extremely um like low t uh like small potatoes uh Sort of beef between senators and Canucks fans about like who deserves to be in more. That's that shit's stupid. All of them deserve to be in. Uh, Daniel Alfredson, good for him. Uh, had a great career, had more, more point per game seasons than either of the Sadians. But of course, um, more importantly, uh, Henrik and Daniel Sedin, Roberto Luongo all elected to the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Um, Players that win the heart and the Lindsay generally always make it in. Um yep. Roberto Luongo is like arguably like the third greatest goaltender of all time. He mm-hmm. certainly is in a number of different categories, like total That's wins, on paper. total yeah. saves. Uh yeah, this was great. And this dude on
1: some dog shit teams. Too.
2: I am not surprised by this, yes. to be honest with you. Because I think when you actually like if you actually just get away from your, uh, canuck, tinfoil hat brand, and just look at the like body of work of the three players. Like there was no way yep. any of these guys wasn't getting in on the first. Yeah.
1: Game. The the only reason we may have been skeptical is because of our just uh, our complex, our victim complex. That Everything yeah. that
2: w- yeah. And yeah. the two or three cranks guys. that that make very dumb arguments about the Sidians, like only one should get in. Yeah and shit like that. Um look at, uh uh Drance, Drance has pointed this out uh on a couple of appearances, but like there is one guy ever who won the heart who's not in the hockey hall of fame. And it was during the second world war when <laughs> oh, a bunch shit. of when like a bunch of the best players all went to fight um oh, and he stayed behind. So um yeah, that's, I mean that's wild. That means Cory Perry too, I guess. Probably, yeah. Yeah, yeah uh and yeah. fine. Let's do it. Fine. I've I've never understood so that wasn't to get in there. I just I do I said that. Like I like this whole thing of like the hockey hall of fame should be more exclusive. Well, it's fucking not. It hasn't been. Yeah, that ship is in, sailed. That Sorry. ship has sailed a long time ago. If you for you to decide like now, today is, is the day I'm drawing the line, and I'm drawing the line on fucking Marion Hosa or whoever, it's just an insult to them and their career. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's it's uh, um, yeah. Like Drance uh, had had a whole thing on the Van Cast about how just utterly fantastic uh, the Canadians were at the height of their career over us over the the specific span of time where they were at their heyday. Like they were um, top top seven in NHL scoring. This is from like I think you know. Probably something like, uh, you know, 06 07 to 12 13, right? Um, they were, I believe, yeah, Henrik was fifth. Daniel was seventh. The players ahead of them were Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, uh, Joe Thornton, <laughs> Jerome McGinla. And then the player between the two of them was Marion Jose. Um, you look at the season that the, that each of them won the art Ross, you look at the players that they were better than there were two seasons in a row where Henrik and or Daniel Sedin were better than Joe Thornton, uh, Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Alex Ovechkin, Literally some of the best players to ever play the game.
1: I remember being freaked out. I think it was the end of the 2010 year. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I wasn't able to watch a lot of hockey that spring. Uh, I was in the playoffs, but, but I was keeping track of the stats really closely. Mm -hmm. And I saw that. I think Ovechkin got a hat trick on that last night of the year. And I was like, Oh fuck, this is going to be like Oh three again. When Naslund lost it to Forsberg on the last day. And then they fucking do the one of their greatest regular season games of all time. Nice to school goals. in, in school yeah. in NHL yeah. history. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Arguably, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. like with the art of it. Um, uh, And obviously I'm referring to the Calgary game. Yeah. Where, four point game. Just look up the city Calgary game.
2: Just do it. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they're a hopeless world. Just go watch good highlights. I, I would. Yeah. I would say like in, in all fairness, the city uh were yeah there were two seasons where they were the best players in the game they are the best players in the history of a team that has existed for over 50 years and i would argue no like it doesn't even matter how shitty your team is if that's the case for you you probably belong in the hockey hall of fame which is regardless <laughs> and um yeah in in addition to all of that that is to say nothing about the impact that they had on the overall game like a slap pass like everybody does that now and the uniqueness there will there if hockey is still being played in 10,000 years, there will not be another yeah like yeah. situation like this ever. For yeah. them to be as good as they were and as unique as they were there's no question they belong in the Hockey Hall of Fame good good for them fucking rocks so happy to see both of those guys and my guy Roberto Lago. In the Hockey Hall of Fame, they absolutely all deserve it. Um, feels like a great little, like, uh, like you know, redemption arc for that that yeah. 2011 team, that sort of core of guys. Like, uh, yeah,
1: it'll it'll be fun to watch that ceremony. I will absolutely. I will watch that full thing. It'll so. be
2: fun that they'll all get to be there at the same time. Oh man, could
1: um, you imagine?
2: Oh, is Burrows and BX going to be there? I hope uh, so. I'm sure BX. I'm yeah. sure BX will be there. BXO might be there covering it. As a, po- as a, I was going to say as a poster, as a poster, as a host. <laughs> yes. Um, and that, that leads me to my final thing that I wanted to talk about, which is uh, the last guy who uh, was inducted in as a builder. His name is Herb Carnegie. Uh, Herb Carnegie, one of the early great uh, black hockey players who uh, I believe never played a game in the NHL because of the era that he uh, played it. And, um, it's great that, uh, it's great that the Hawk Califam is finally honoring some of these guys. Uh, it, it still, uh, sticks in my craw that they haven't honored Larry Kwong yet. That need, really, 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 mm-hmm. really needs to happen. Um, but, uh, there's a story about Herb Carnegie that I want to just very quickly tell that, uh, will dovetail nicely into the last thing that I want to talk about that I would have liked to have spent a little bit more time on, but just so much to get to this week. But before um, we finish, and just so we don't forget, yeah. I'm just gonna read out uh, Samantha
1: Chang's tweet because there's Absolutely. another big thing about yep. uh, Hockey Hall of Fame is mm-hmm. as a Canucks fan, great Hall of Fame class. But once again, asking why not only does the Hall not use the two spots f- for women per class, but why is there a limit to the women per class at all? Oh, only yeah. two, only Absolutely. two are allowed yeah. each year. That is is so arbitrary. Yes, yeah. uh,
2: unbelievable, and should be the story of the day um great yeah, uh I, great yeah great excellent point by sam uh yeah so that is that is a totally that is totally correct like that doesn't make any sense but yeah a why is there a limit b if, if there is a limit why is it not two every year yeah um, just absolutely yeah. insane yeah okay so yeah, i'm yeah. i uh back, i want to tell her a very quick story about herb uh carnegie i don't have the source for this unfortunately it's it's been lost in the ether but uh it is a well-known story. So in the Quebec league in uh, 19. So this is in the Quebec league in 1946. Um, Carnegie is playing. Uh, he uh, uh, his coach, Ed Wildey, uh talks to Carnegie while, while he's, uh, you know, uh, on the bench during a game. And he points up to the stands to uh to a man up in the stands. And he says, see that man sitting up there. That's con Smythe owner of the Maple Leafs. He says, he'd take you tomorrow tomorrow. If he could turn you white. Jesus. and uh, the full quote from Smythe. Uh, he saw the, uh, he saw Carnegie play in a junior tournament once apparently. So apparently this was a thing he said multiple times. And he said, I'll give $10,000 to the man who can turn Herb Carnegie. white.'" Um, <sighs> Yeah, uh, this is the guy we name the playoff MVP after. Uh, just a just a, a very quick list for of, that. of uh, yeah, very very quick list of greatest hits by Conn Smythe. Uh, owner of the Toronto Maple Leafs during the time of uh, where there was no players' union. Uh, used to do shit like uh, re- um, reassigned two Leafs players to uh, the minor leagues for getting married without his permission. This is one of the most feudal ass things I've ever heard in the history of sports. You your players have to ask you and get, you know, allow you to perform fucking prenuptial uh, so that you can get married. Like, like, like... droit to
0: first night or whatever the fuck it's called.
2: Prima nocta, Maybe. Prima nocta, yeah, there yeah, we go. Yeah. Uh yeah. Uh so that's a good one. Uh absolutely at the forefront of uh busting the shit out of the first NHL union formed by Ted Lindsay side note absolutely rocks that that guy gets an award named after him now. Um, uh-huh. but, uh, yeah, uh, it just, uh, lied to the players faces about the nature of the institution that they were forming and lied about things like whether they would be able to negotiate individual contracts, um, et cetera, et cetera, was able to, uh, successfully turn, um, a lot of the uh votes the yes votes into no votes or uh because of those uh misinformation because of that misinformation um we, i wouldn't hire jewish people to work in the concession stands uh, etc at maple leaf gardens and um i'm missing one there's another good one um Oh uh, yeah, once called uh, Muhammad Ali garbage and resigned from uh, the uh, the committee at the uh, the organizing committee at the Maple Leaf Gardens because uh, they allowed him to fight there after he refused to fight in the Vietnam War. Uh, huge monstrous asshole, racist piece of shit. Uh, much like a lot of the people we name awards after, actually. And obviously the uh, the NHL awards are over now, but I I just wanted to briefly. Um, I don't really care who won. I, I don't really give a shit about that stuff. I just care about uh, the fact that we need to change the uh, award names very badly. Um, who do you guys think, uh, Smythe, who would be a better person to name that award after?
1: Um, I don't know. The thing is, like, I'm my other sport is basketball, and basketball mm-hmm. hilariously does not have any names for, like, anything. That's so funny. They have a name for the championship is Larry O'Brien and then yes, it's just wild to me it. that
0: basketball does not, does not have a perpetual trophy for their championship.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's one of those things when you grow up a hockey fan, you assume every other sport does this. Totally. And then you see the owners get in the cup at the beginning. or Yeah, that drives you to the wall.
2: I'm glad I did choose the sport in some way at least. Oh, um, just one more thing about yep. consumice. I just remembered it now. Uh, they did concede, like they, they had a lot of concessions to the players after their attempt to form the NHLPA. One of those things, one of those concessions was a $7,000 minimum salary, and they paraded that around, like, look at what great guys me and Clarence Campbell and, and Jimmy Norris and all of these guys are. We're such great guys that we've instituted a $7,000 minimum salary for NHL players. There were no players in the NHL at the time who made less than $7,000 and only 19 of 120 who made less than $8,000. What year was this in? Uh, 67. 40, oh, or 57. Sorry, 57. 57 is $7,000? Yeah.
0: We're, we're, we are checking how much
2: that was. Yeah, absolutely. Please do. 1957. I will say, while you're looking that 72K up, a year, which... Not bad, but not fucking NHL money. No, no. They were making, mil- they were making millions. <laughs> That's uh,
0: uh that's a that's kind of AHL money. Yeah. That's like league minimum AHL.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um for as far as uh, renaming the con Smythe, one really popular one out there that people say is the John Bellavo trophy. Um because he's the guy who's won the most cups as both player and exec or staff. Okay. Um, everybody really likes John Bell John Yeah, and nobody he's has not that, like so. he's not like Wayne Gretzky level he's like an old player you know that like some people maybe have kind of forgotten about I would be pretty cool with that the justin think. the Justin Williams award the Justin Williams yeah. award, yes um Jack Adams was another guy who was front and center of the um uh the union busting against Ted Lindsay traded Ted Lindsay and then lied to the media and said he made literally like 120% more than he made. He was like, oh, yeah, Ted Lindsay, he makes $25,000. He made, I think, $11,000. Um, yeah, defamed him, traded him to uh, the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, another uh, terrible monstrous piece of shit. Uh, Jack Adams, what uh, What would be... I mean, I, my vote is for the John Tortorella trophy, obviously, but uh, <laughs> the John Tortorella trophy... <laughs> What do you What do you guys think?
1: I mean, if this was before everybody found out what happened in Chicago last year, everybody I think would say Scotty Bowman. Yeah. Um. I know Scotty wasn't you, exactly implicated, but like, yeah. I don't know enough to know that he yeah. wasn't. You know, I don't. I don't. I don't know enough to to fully say Scott Scotty Bowman. Uh. So I'm pretty silent on who the best coach should be. I also don't like. Was Jack Adams even a good coach? Did he win
2: cups? Uh, he won some. He won some cups. He was. He, he was definitely three, a good coach. Three maybe with some Bruins. Yeah. All, right. All right. In in the in the
1: original six era, I, I'm not going to count that. <laughs>
0: yeah, that is. I true. mean, I don't disagree with the original six just not counting.
1: Yeah, like the the NBA does this thing where they very clearly refer to the 1980s as the beginning of the modern era of the NBA. Mm-hmm. And so they'll still recognize, like, they will still use like, Oh, best hundred players of the last hundred years and still bring up people from the forties, but they don't, they kind of are just like, okay, grandpa, like you were, you were from way <laughs> too long ago for you to really have an impact. Uh, and they respect a lot more starting in the seventies, eighties, um, knowing um, that there was so few teams. Uh, and so uh, too many people had this an outsized impact. Now that he
2: is dead. I am going to say the Al Arbor trophy. First of all, because it sounds cool. That's um, pretty cool. Sounds much yeah, I really cooler like than trees. Yeah. Sounds much cooler than Scotty Bowman, Joel, Joel Quenville. It can't be for obvious nope. reasons. Ken Hitchcock or Barry Trotz. Uh, those oh, no. are the only guys who have more wins as coaches. And he's dead now. Uh, and he's the first of any of these guys to be dead. So uh, <laughs> name it after the dead guy, Al Arbor Trofer. <laughs> can't do me. anything wrong now. Um, James Norris, interestingly enough, is uh, not. Uh, Like there isn't anything really obviously terrible on his resume, but his son also named James Norris. um, Another monstrous asshole union buster. uh, One of the, probably actually the worst of the. Yeah. He loses it for being a
1: bad father. Uh, So yeah, he loses
2: it for being a bad father. I think like, (laughs) I don't even like him, but I think the obvious, like how, how is the fucking defense award not named after Bobby? So like the only behind.
0: argument there, I'm gonna I'm gonna push yeah. back on this and say that we should split the Norris into two.
1: Okay. And yeah. That's, yep. that's the, we should that's have the, the Bobby
0: obvious. Orr for the like defenseman with the most points.
2: Yes. This Just is and this is. Fuck it. Lol.
0: Who gets the most points? You like. Don't
2: do offensive versus defensive defenseman. That's stupid. You do an award for the defenseman yes. who scores the most points, and then you do like a heart trophy style award to the defenseman who is the best. The, yes. you, can keep the,
1: you can keep the norris and make the or whatever it is and not split it and make that the heart for it basically yeah you know yeah yeah like if it's your, to, your should it's be and like this is like
0: a down goes brown type tape or like totally. the bobby or trophy should be for the defenseman who scores the most points and then you just yeah. give the norris i am now against bobby
1: in the last few years, we've reason to be against Bobby Orr, sure. but I agree that there, that trophy has to exist in that in that and he, I mean, yeah.
2: he's the guy who is like the most synonymous with yeah, um the uh with the the, the position. Yeah. I would argue a good a good one to do would be now. Obviously, he's probably a little too young still to have a trophy named after him, but Kale McCarr do, deserves it. I <laughs> the, do the Bobby Orr Trophy for uh, most points by a defenseman, and then the Nick Lidstrom. Yeah, the for the for the best defenseman overall. Um, la- I I will say in, ad- in addition to all of these, I have no problem really with uh the heart because it's named after the person who donated it. I have yeah. no real problem with the Vesna because George Vesna was actually a good goalie and he died tragically very young, and his uh trophy the trophy was donated in his honor, so that's fine. Um even Art Ross, the confusing thing is that Art Ross was a defenseman, um, but he was a very good early hockey player. So like, you know, if, if you, if you get rid of that one, you basically have to advocate it's named after Wade Gretzky and that sucks. So fuck that. I don't want to do that. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, that's fine. Uh, Those ones are fine. Uh, Last one. uh, One of the actually very first union busters in NHL history is Frank Calder, who, um, Find a bunch of, believe it or not, Hamilton Tigers players uh, of the early NHL for um, for organizing, trying to win some basic, uh, you know, uh, basic protections, basic, uh, you know, concessions from the NHL owners for NHL players. He did this back in 1926. Uh, best rookie ever award uh, or best rookie of the season, I guess. But who's the best rookie ever? How, who do Amy we name Solani. this trophy after? Uh, Timus Solani Trophy would be good. Try to, try to argue yeah. against me on that. Uh, but I will argue. Seventy-six goals. I mean, you 76. you kind of have to go with the Timus Solani Trophy, but I will say the Pavel Bure Trophy. Yeah, uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, yeah, the, the, uh, the other rocket,
1: the other rocket award.
2: I thought this was kind of a fun uh, a fun one I, to end oh, on. Oh oh oh! Um, come on, there's one more
0: NHL award we got to rename.
2: Oh yeah, what is it?
0: The Mark Messier Leadership Award. We can't uh, keep that shit. Of
2: course, yeah, it's yeah, possibly the worst named trophy we of all. Of also, them. the worst of.
0: awarded trophy because it's literally just whatever Mark wants.
2: And it's so <laughs> stupid. Like, I don't want to rename that one. I want to just get rid of it. I want to <laughs> like, keep I, it. I actually, you what? Know, fine. You're right. Abolish it. Abolish I, the leadership. I propose
1: keeping it. I'm a reformist. I propose
2: keeping okay, it, right. but
1: the criteria is different. You give it to the biggest locker room cancer of the year. Ah, yes. The Alexander Semen trophy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But nobody wants to get the semen of the, you know, the year. <laughs> um, Elliot, did you have uh, I have like, I have a notes app thing. I have a bit of a list of my ideas here, but I feel like you had some ideas. Um, Yeah. My only suggestion for the Mark
0: SCA leadership award was to give it to a player who uh, shows great leadership and, uh, is well liked around the league, so you gotta give it to the uh oh I don't know, just
1: should I say Bertuzzi or Burroughs? Which one of these is a better punchline? <laughs> oh,
2: that's the good. Bertuzzi Burroughs trophy. Yeah, that's good to me. it'll be <laughs> like be so the happy. Ivan Halenka Gretzky tournament. Um <laughs> right. stupid, can I, can I go down my, my silly little list? Please, yes. Yeah, All right. we'll to so your Calder. ideas about this.
1: Solani's called it was my first one. Okay. I was yeah. gonna say, instead of every a lot of, I saw a lot of discussion. I look back on a lot of like hockey Reddit to see what people's thoughts were. Mm-hmm. Saw so a lot of people say, "Oh, of course you have to change the Rocket Richard to
2: Ovechkin, greatest score." No, no. no, no. Keep the Rocket Richard. First of all, it was donated by the Habs. Uh, okay, well, and named name in his honor. But I just, I just I have to, I, I just, <laughs> I have to go down. I have to do a little thing about this. That's right. like one of the best named trophies in the sport. In sure. in any sport, because it's I'll named after the first guy, the first guy to get fifty and fifty, yep, the I agree. first pure yeah. goal scorers. So that's a great name trophy. So Just those people I, are wrong. Just what want am to put my, that out
1: there. Okay, well, my and so I'm being silly here. The point mm-hmm. point I was going to say is you keep it as a Rocker Richard until mm-hmm. Ovechkin beats what my favorite Rocker Richard record is mm-hmm. is attacking two referees on ice and starting a riot. It's starting a riot. If, if Ovechkin, okay, can, yeah, yes. If Ovechkin does that, then we'll rename it. Yeah, like, yes, I agree. At, at least two,
2: especially because the riot that. would be in Washington D.C., which oh. is the city that it most needs a riot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, um, uh, just throwing them off here. Uh, the Lord Stanley was a fuck, uh, and that yeah. park was built over a village site. So change that name. Change it to like the Pringles pizza flavor cup or the yes. Kipasa turkey bowl. Yeah. Um, I'd say that we should take away voting rights for awards from all GMs and hockey mm-hmm. writers. Mm-hmm. I think for every single award mm-hmm. that's a player award, mm-hmm. the players have to decide it all. Yeah, that's a good that's a great yeah. coach. Yeah. The coaches should get to decide
2: on who the best coach is. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Honestly. It would be
1: funny if there was a second coach's award that was the player's favorite. That one. would be
2: great, honestly. I would I would be sad. That sick. should be <laughs> the John Tortorello. The John, yes, <laughs> the John Tortorello award for players vote voted uh b- voted best coach by the players yeah yeah uh that would um, be great uh i'm in of favor list. of
1: either of those yeah the rest of my list is we change. i don't know lady bing's the deal whatever yeah. we change that Who to cares. the sedin's award oh ah, yeah uh, of course I, th- yeah. I think that's i like that idea a lot um there should be the mvg award mm-hmm. we'll change it we'll have a different name for it it might mm-hmm. be the roberto luongo award sure um for the most valuable goalie to a team. And that is uh, yes. clearly in some way, the goalie who had the biggest outsized impact on their team, teams play that year.
0: Yeah. Like would um, that be team, the longer or Jake, should that be like the Hasek and Buffalo award?
2: Whatever team won the, uh, whatever team uh, won the coach of the year award, Just give it to that goalie. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's basically like this year, Jake Ottinger would get it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The goal, Yeah. Um, no goalies are allowed to vote for that award, though. Okay. That should be player. All skaters. Only uh, skaters vote for that, vote for that one. All right. uh, stealing yeah. this one from the NBA, there should be a most improved uh, player. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I think that each position should have an award. There should be, like, we should find out um, who had the best, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just, like, I'd like to find out who the best center was, who the players think the best center, best left wing, etc. Yeah,
2: that's, yeah. Uh, there should be
1: a veterans sure. award for best above thirty-five. There oh, should no, that should be the
2: best. That should be the Yager.
1: Yes. Best
2: yes. player above thirty five. Yes, the Yager Award for best best season. best citizen. old guy. Yeah. That's a good one.
1: Uh comeback of the year. Um or just oh, change Lemieux. the criteria for the mm-hmm. yes. Yeah, maybe. He's he's got his stuff though. He does. Yeah. Um, he does. But I mean But I
2: like the idea of naming an award after Lemieux and not Gretzky. Yes. I think that makes it worth it. Also, while All we're still right. on the topic, the Masterton yep. should
0: be allowed to be awarded to multiple or zero players in a year.
2: Yes. 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 Great idea. Um stop
0: nominating players for being old. That's what the Yager is for. Yes. Yeah, that's what, that's what this for.
2: award we just
1: invented is Yager for Yager or like the, the Chalios or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Either um, of those would be great. I, now I borrowed this from the Major League from Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Um they have the best reliever award. Mm-hmm. And I think the NHL needs a best backup goaltender. That would,
2: award. That would be awesome. The, the um, fuck for that. What was the guy's name? Do you guys remember the name uh, of the Chris guy Schneider? Who, who was the <laughs> I mean, no, who is the guy who was the first uh, early the Danny Saberin award? Um, no, the <laughs> Severin, oh, yeah, the, the who is the guy? Do you guys remember who the guy was who was the first Canucks goalie? The first canucks about? goalie, the guy we talked oh, about in that on whole graveyard episode. Uh, Gary people Smith, say he was uh, the best. People say he was the best backup sometimes. Yeah, I don't I don't I can't remember. remember his Gary name right Smith Yeah, Gary no, S.K. he was Smith. like their seventh goalie. Um uh, and we'll yeah, keep that's, going, I'll I'll will find. That's it. actually
1: that's actually my last one. Uh, oh, okay.
2: Yeah, those are my ideas. Okay, Bob Probert award for best uh, enforcer, even though that doesn't really exist anymore. Uh Strombone award for best poster. That's good. Um, I like
0: yeah, I like how we're trying to shoehorn two the logo. <laughs>
2: Yeah, basically. Uh, here we go. Okay. The guy that I was thinking of is Charlie Hodge. Mm-hmm. Uh, he yeah. was uh, played behind Ken Dryden and shit in, uh, in uh, Montreal, and everybody said he was the best uh, backup ever. So that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. Name one word after him. All right. This was a I'm tired. That was a good super one. overloaded one. Great. Thanks for sticking with us, everybody, through this entire thing. Hopefully it was uh, listenable and all enjoyable. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Failson McDonald. You can follow me at VSRN
0: You can follow me on Twitter at Moose Kayak. Uh,
2: don't forget to follow the pod at Roxy Fever. Uh, subscribe to the Patreon at patreon.com slash We have uh, a great episode up right now. Part one of our two-part series on the goalie graveyard part two going up in uh in oh. july so in just a few days and then uh our, one. the next one we record will be about donald brashear which i'm currently researching and that will be it'll be a good one awesome so yeah thanks for listening guys and uh oh shit we forgot to talk about uh dale tap